On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're breaking down our top five apocalypse movies. Sponsored by Miller Theaters. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And since there's no movies in theaters, we are doing a top five list this week. Yes, and in in honor of the end of the world, we're going to do a top five apocalypse movies. And I think you're going to have to elaborate on this because we had some back and forth on this up until pretty much the last minute. Yeah, so it's apocalypse movies. It's not post-apocalyptic movies. That may be saved for a later day. So the rule was that the majority of the movie needed to be uh, either pre or during the apocalypse uh, into the world type scenarios. Okay. So that's, uh, it could have some posts at the very end, but the majority of it needed to be during or before. Right, but it can't be too pre, right? Because like everything by default is pre-apocalypse, in you know, in theory. Well, sure, you need to see you need to see it in the movie, right? Or at I, least at least the threat of it. Okay, and I kind of took it to be like the good bulk of the storytelling has to be around said apocalypse. Yeah, and and the way I did mine was I couldn't have just one person know about it. Like okay. it needed to be widespread. People like uh, the one I looked at was Arnold Schwarzenegger in End of Days. I mean, it's called End of Days. You'd think it would count, but it's just like he's the only one who knows it's the end of days. Sure. So that doesn't count. Okay. And I can see, well, and even that one, I mean, you could argue, yeah. I mean, you'd have to make a little bit of a stretch. I I could see it being in the realm, but for what we're trying to do, I, I don't think that would count. Now, if it actually happened, if the apocalypse happened in that movie, then I would allow it. Right. He may not he may be the only one knowing it coming up but then it happened, but Right. That, yeah. And then to your point, like I don't even know if I could think of a movie like this. I mean, I guess I kinda can. It's like the abyss. I, I think this I can't remember if this is in the movie or it's like the deleted scene or whatever, but like it's at the end when Ed Harris is confronting the aliens and they send like the tidal wave to go crush Earth but then it stops. That's like, must be a deleted scene because okay. I don't I've never see, heard or seen of that. Yeah, I think it's either yeah a deleted scene or extended cut or whatever. But the only reason I bring that up is because, um, that, I mean, that's not an apocalyptic movie. And even though that might have been an apocalyptic event, it's at like the very end. So 98 to 99% of the movie is not that. So that to me, that wouldn't count either. Okay. So and we'll have to see. Uh, so, I mean, it's yeah. kind of, and then, <laughs> it the, the other question we had were alien invasion movies, yeah. which... Uh, um, felt like it depended on how they invaded and what they had done and so Agreed. so that's uh i left i left them on the list okay uh yes i did too but it'll be interesting to talk about which ones count and which ones don't because i think there's some some fine lines in there which which always happens with our top fives all right but first a word from our sponsor This episode of Two Views Movies is proudly sponsored by Miller Theaters, your family-owned and operated hometown theater. Recently voted number one movie theater in eastern Jackson County. 
Come see us on Tuesdays for crazy discounts, including $5 movies all day long. Go big by selecting a showtime in our Lux Auditorium. It's our signature state-of-the-art auditorium with electric recliners, wall-to-wall iris screens, Dolby 7.1, and more. Check us out at MillerTheaters.com today. And thank you, Miller Theaters, for uh, weathering the storm during this uh, this apocalypse of our own. And uh, we'll be back up and running soon. So uh, get out there, get your gift cards uh, to Miller Theaters while uh, while you can. And uh, when this all ends, we'll all flood back to the theaters. Yep, I'm itching to get back. It's only been a few weeks, but uh, watching everything on TV just has me itching for a theater experience right now. It's just not the same. It's not. All right, who's going first? Uh, I'll let you go first, number five. Okay. Um, There's going to be something interesting to my list that uh, (laughs) we'll have to touch on when we get to the end. There's already Um, asterisks. We haven't even started, and there's there's asterisks. It's not really an asterisk. It's just that um, using the criteria that we kind of hinted on before, I mean, I was surprised at how very few movies, I guess, fit my criteria. And the ones that did were typically generic disaster movies like 2012 and San Andreas. And I was just, I really don't want to have to sort out, you know, which ones of those are good or not. Um, So I found myself kind of deviating more towards other things. Um, So my number five is something I've only seen once or twice, but I've enjoyed it both times. I tend to like this guy's movies. I think you tend to like him less so, Um, but it's actually a comedy. I'm going with Shaun of the Dead. At number five, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Continue. The problem I have is like, I, I like this movie. I think I like it better than Zombieland, but when the first thing that popped in my mind was Zombieland. However, Zombieland to me feels more post apocalyptic. Like, I mean, you're kind of in it, but are you? I mean, has, has it's already been like that because by the time we catch up with Jesse Eisenberg, it's after, uh, yeah. It's after. Now I know they flash back and stuff, so that that's something else that kind of threw me um, into a loop, I guess, when I was talking about this. So not to get too far away from from Shaun of the Dead, the movie, but to talk about things like one of the things I considered was Twelve Monkeys, but that movie is like post and pre, never quite during. So I was like, well, I can't do that. So like I'm, I'm playing right. this game in my head <laughs> where I'm like, okay, all these different zombie movies tend to usually happen after zombies exist, like uh, I think maybe, you know, night of the living dead would be one where it, it's like that night is when things are happening. But or that Dawn brought of the me, dead. Sure. And that brought me to Shaun of the dead because I prefer it probably over most of those zombie movies because it, I, I just think it's a funny movie. I think Edgar Wright's a really creative director who can, who can write comedy and do situational stuff like this. I mean, the, he kind of, did the whole scene in the pub set to Queen, like, and timed all the hits and stuff to the beats before that was kind of a thing, like it is now with with what he did in Baby Driver. Um, but there's just a lot of good humor in that movie. It, I, it's not one of my favorite comedies, but if we're talking about um, apocalyptic movies uh, where it's happening during that, I, I felt like I needed to include it on here because it's something that I could go to over and over again, whereas most apocalyptic movies is like... I don't know how often you can rewatch them. It just depends. Um, but from what I was gathering out of my list... Not really. So rewatchability played a huge factor in putting this in there. So even though I've only seen it twice, I feel like it's a movie I could watch over and over again. I just don't own it, and I don't see it on TV a lot. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it often, um, and, I, and I've seen it before. I, I'm not a not a huge fan. I don't think it's overly funny. Uh, it's not even – I don't think it's top five zombie movies for me. 
So it, oh, uh, it's easily top five zombie movies. Zombie movies in general, I just I'm sick of it. So if you can have, but there's good. better zombie movies. I mean, even the ones you named, I think, are better than Shaun of the Dead. But I that's what? a I don't <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. I don't like Dawn of the Dead better than this. Oh, I do. I do. I mean, it's just the, the the comedy is it's not overly funny to me. Oh man. I so. disagree. And I like I like the cast in it too. I think they did a great job. A lot of the guys that are in there, and I know he reuses people a lot in his movies. They're they're hilarious. I think Simon Pegg is fantastic in it. Yeah. So agree to disagree. Okay, but do you at least agree on it, it being it it, it it counts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, we're off to a good start then because I was seriously questioning which of these movies were gonna count and not. Yeah, and I, I would throw the challenge flag at Zombieland. That did not count to me. Okay. Um, okay. But yes, Shaun of the Dead does count. Okay. Well, this bodes well for the rest of our list because if you and I are, are kind of in sync already, then I, I think we might be okay. Well, I'm about to throw you one. <laughs> okay. And the only reason it's at the bottom is because there's a giant question mark. Okay. I went with Avengers Infinity War. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. I I just shied <laughs> away from comic book movies altogether. I mean, it happened. Half the population died, sending them into a post-apocalyptic world. In, in yeah, game. but here's my thing. I mean, which comic book movies aren't like apocalyptic movies? But by this that happened. Definition? It actually happened in this. Well, it doesn't need to. I happen. mean, the, the, the threat. Th- I know happened. the threats. That, I mean, all the end of the world. Yeah, but that's why this one counted because it happened. Okay. And so I, I was almost on Endgame and of him threatening to destroy the world, but I was like, no, Infinity War. It actually happened, and so that's that's why it counted for me. Right. But okay. So then, my only thing though is that knowing your affinity for comic book movies. How is the rest of this list? Like, now you have to compare every movie that you put on this list to comic book movies because Batman vs. Superman is an apocalyptic movie. Is right? Because, no, huh? It's not. Why? Is Doomsday being there potentially getting ready to destroy everything not, not, not enough of a threat? No, he was on an island. He's just a guy. I mean, okay. So, but you see what I'm saying? Are you like, saying if he goes unchecked, he could destroy the entire world? Is well, that sure. That, well, that's the theory, but, right? I mean, that's, but, that's no different. That's no different than Godzilla or something. Right, but Godzilla is a threat to destroy this city, but it's not a threat to destroy the world. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, if you're talking King of the Monsters, and then there's all of these giant monsters destroying the world, I might let you throw that in there. Or King Ghidorah, throwing. I, th- the, I think throwing the threat. I think Godzilla is a global threat if unchecked. Godzilla's our protector, Garrett. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I mean, but but the movie that is has to be around that. I mean, the Godzilla movie that we saw was him destroying a couple of cities. Well, sure, but everything starts somewhere. I mean, yeah, but it, no, yeah. I think you have to see the the event. There has to be taking place on a global scale. Okay, so I'm just saying that now whatever your number four is needs to be compared to the first Avengers because the Chitauri invasion is just as much of a global threat, right? Just New York. No, that's ridiculous. It's New York. Okay, Ultron. I mean... Sokovia. I mean, it doesn't doesn't get to that that level. Just because the setting of a movie is focused on one particular area does not mean the threat does not go beyond that. It's just the story is being told from one perspective. 
Yeah, but the people of the world aren't aware of such things. You don't think that you don't think the people of the world are aware of a giant alien invasion happening over New York or uh even the one in Sokovia? Like <laughs> I think that's a little mm. I, I don't know about that. Mm. It's contained. They're about to nuke it anyway. No. It's all all contained. The- I mean, <laughs> I, I get where you're going with it, but it actually happened in Endgame where half the population was deleted. So Sure. And okay. So that, I- that that's why that counts. I, I just think that that's a very slippery slope to start putting comic book movies on as I, I'm not saying it doesn't fit the criteria necessarily. I'm just saying that for you and the rest of your list, I feel like then you have to compare every apocalyptic comic book movie to whatever else is on your list. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Or, or I do, I do have uh, any of these that have slight question marks next to, I do have, alternates that i mean no you you need to you, you stick with your list i'm just saying that by by definition uh things get a little crazy when you get into the comic book world because damn near everything is of an apocalyptic scale yeah i don't think it reaches that that level dr strange i don't think it reaches that level i I don't see how. There's the But see again, it, only Doctor that comes back to my end of days thing. Only Doctor Strange knows about it. No, his his crew knows about it. His crew okay. So just like end of days, Arnold and the girl, Christine, <laughs> you know, they know about it, but the rest of the world doesn't know about Dormammu. Yeah. I, I mean know. I Okay. So we can, like we the can reactions uh, I was going for the reactions of, of the world here, you know. Okay. I, and I just tend to see it differently. I think that even though movies focus on a core group of people that might be limited to a city or a country, the threat that's presented in most of the movies is one of a global scale. We just It doesn't make a lot of good storytelling sense to follow things on a global scale. I mean, half the time in a disaster movie, we're just following Americans, but the the it's understood that it's happening everywhere. Well, by your argument, Predator could be... And end up, if they don't go unchecked, they could kill everybody in the world. See, that's that's a dumb way to go. Well, but I also think that there's a little bit of um, it, it depends on how the movie plays out. I mean, it takes like three superheroes or four superheroes to take down Doomsday. It takes Arnold to take down a Predator. I think there's some sense of scale and threat of what's happening. But they never I mean, do- left that Doomsday area. was pro- Doomsday was probably a, a little bit of an aggressive stretch. I'll give you that. I was just trying to think of of things that pose those kinds of threats. Now, I, I get where you're going, but I think it's it's all very localized. And so that's why Endgame, or uh, Infinity War, took it to that next level. Okay. So that's why, and it's only at number five because it's highly questionable. Okay. On if we were going to count it or not. <laughs> so, I, I If there is one, I mean, that would prob- probably be it. I'll take that. all right so i think you might have an issue with the scale of my number four then because uh you know it it only takes place in one area that we follow but i think the threat is very real and we're not really given a lot of information about it so you can probably see where it would spiral out of control i went with the mist one of my go-tos i think the mist feels like it's a worldwide thing. I mean, they don't really... 
right but it's a interdimensional sure. attack and people the people in the movie feeling like this is the end of the world right so i'm, I'm okay with uh, i will allow it and you were okay I, i'm gonna back up a step did you say you were okay with the first avengers being in that no because i feel like <laughs> i feel like the mist and the uh Avengers are very, very similar in that. Like we're only watching it happen in one city, but they're interdimensional coming through a portal wreaking havoc. But as far as the mist is concerned, we feel like it's happening everywhere. And you don't know Um, that it's not necessarily happening everywhere until the very end. Sure. I I feel like that's kind of the same with Avengers, but, but we'll move forward. Let's, let's talk about it's only coming to New York and you know that from the start. (laughs) Okay. In, In terms of the mist, I think I've, I don't know. I feel like I've brought this up on a number of different episodes, but um, clearly the things I love about it are one is based off Stephen King, so it tends to be good um, at least in, until the Wait. end because Stephen King cannot end up finishing a. I, what I meant by that is the movies aren't always good. The story is typically good, so it's got a good story. I, sh- I definitely should have clarified that because there's a lot okay. of bad Stephen King movies. Thank you. Um, and he typically cannot finish books, which annoys me. But um, I, I like that everything, it, it becomes a microcosm of society in the grocery store and things fall apart in there. Uh, but then, of course, the ending is what gets me every time. And I'm sure uh, your wife will not be happy to hear me mentioning The Mist once again, but yes. it's on here. <laughs> I can't not mention it. And, and the funny thing is the uh, the end, he didn't even write. No, that's not his ending to the book. And, which is fantastic because the best part about the movie is something that he didn't even do. Right. And yes, this most movies that I go to with with my wife, uh, her her response is it was good. Like she doesn't get really into the critiquing of said movies, but uh, there's only been three that I can think of that she hates, and that's one of them. <laughs> it's 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 in it's in the realm of Wishmaster Two. I mean, oh, that wow. shows you how her hate level is for for this movie. I I just like everything about it. It's like the setup is great. It's just a normal small town. I forget where it's at. Probably in Maine, knowing uh, Stephen King. But you know, portal opens up. They don't know why. All of a sudden, monsters are attacking this town, and they've got to figure out how to survive. And it just goes from there. With I mean, you can't really say too much more. But it really, for being a a interdimensional monster movie, it doesn't really feel like that because it's all just them trapped in a store for like eighty percent of the movie. But the ending does make it. It's one of those that. Uh, one of the few times where I, I've seen a scene in a movie and like said something out loud. I remember exactly where I was when I saw it. Um, so it's just stuck with me. I feel like it's a, it's a good apocalyptic movie. Um, not as good as the ones I have later on my list, but definitely if you haven't seen it, I would highly encourage you to watch it. Just just brace yourself. Yeah, I thought you might put that on the list. So, yep. I thought about that prior to, and uh, I, I agree that it counts. Awesome. Two for two. Two for two. Uh, so my number four, I went with Independence Day. Uh, and I when's think the last time you saw it, it's, it's been, it's been a few days for sure. Okay. Uh, um, I, w- I would highly encourage you to revisit it. I don't think I want to. <laughs> that, that is a very, very good stance. I, yes, it, go with it, that. uh, it holds a, a special time. I remember, so, uh, I used to collect comic books, I guess still have them so i still collect them um but i remember seeing on the back of like all the comic books when this movie came out it said in theaters only july july 3rd like that's when it came out Mm -hmm. and my mind 
didn't go to, well, all of them say in theaters only, like you could only see them in theaters. Mm-hmm. My mind went, oh, that's clever marketing because on July 4th, the world's gone. Oh, I don't even think I connected those dots. Well, I mean, it's it's not what they were intending, but that's what my brain what my brain did. And uh, oh, you don't think I, they were maybe going for that? No, I don't. Oh, okay, I think they're just saying only in theaters July third. And I was like, yeah, you got to go see it July third because July fourth, it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I realized that every movie puts only in theaters, you know, on the Oop. May second. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, I, I love that. When you know. All I think that was like the start of you blow up something that's near and dear to people's hearts of the oh monument, for sure the monuments you know you blow up the White House you blow up uh, uh you see Paris blow up just you just pick all of the the, the landmarks and the, I think that started a a trend that we hate um, because that's what every movie did from there on out is showing you all these things being destroyed that that you like. Um, I thought it was good. Like Will Smith, um, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, it's just a good apocalyptic movie. All the city, major cities were destroyed. Yeah. So, I mean, there is something to that, right? Because it's Roland Emmerich who did it. And he, he may have started a trend, but he also self-fulfilled that trend, right? Because he did 2012, The Day After Tomorrow, The 90s Godzilla, uh, the next Independence Day resurgence. So, like, there were other movies, obviously, that that came along. Disaster movies, or as we, or I guess as they've commonly been referred to now, as like disaster porn. Like, it's terrible, terrible plot, and then you just blow up everything, and like you said, all the landmarks, and get the cool geographic shots of the world being inundated, but it's all the same stuff over and over again. So, I feel like it did start that, at least in pop, very, very popular culture. But he also just kept doing it. <laughs> so, so it's him <laughs> well uh, there's got to be others right i mean there, there's a ton of disaster movies whether it's poseidon or uh knowing with which because i was just looking at that one with nick cage but but yes this guy was doing it um it is uh i, I mean it <sighs> independence day doesn't really hold up for me but it was very awesome back in the day because i mean that was one of will smith's first big movies like before i really started to not care for will smith uh you're right jeff goldblum is great even like judd hirsch is great bill pullman is great so it it just i don't know when i looked back at it not too long ago i don't remember when the last time i watched it was but i remember thinking like oh yeah that's one of those that hasn't quite aged very well for some reason well it definitely has some very stupid things i mean it has a lot of the things that i hate and it may have even started my hatred for most of <laughs> these, you know, you have the mothership concept of you blow up the mothership and then all the other ships are deactivated. You know, it's like, that's dumb. Um, the hive mind of them probing, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Pullman's mind. Then he goes, Oh, I know their entire plan now. Like <laughs> that's, like, that's probably very the lazy. Worst. That's really, la- well, no, the worst is I'm just going to hook up my, my Dell computer and then upload a computer virus. I mean, like that's going to be compatible with their alien technology. Like that's so, so dumb. Here's my argument for why I think here comes one the is, IT guy. One is where well, <laughs> I just I just feel like back in like 1990, what was I this, could do that. Six? I could do that. 19- I could do a virus. <laughs> no, no. In fact, that is one of my pet peeves. Where like all of a sudden everything on computers is just magically like it takes you know five keystrokes and you can do whatever. But I feel like back in 1996. 
uh, viruses, like they, they were just kind of not as prevalent as they are in today's society. Not everybody knew what a virus was. Not everybody was even on the internet in 1996. So like, it's one of those things where it's almost like science fiction where, oh, look at what Jeff Goldblum can do. He can do this hacking thing when most people can't even type in a Word document in 1996. Whereas everybody knows lazy writing and the whole mind thing with Bill Pullman, like now I know exactly what they're going to do. That's just always been bad writing and continues to be bad writing. Whereas I think the virus thing is a little bit more forgivable in 96. But see, the thing is the him knowing their plan added nothing to the movie. They've already destroyed <laughs> yeah. every major city. He's like, Oh no, they're, they're planning on worldwide extinction. Well, no kidding. Right. You know, <laughs> like, like really, like, it added nothing to the plot. And so it was totally unnecessary. So I, I forgive that one more than the virus when that's your whole way of defeating them altogether. Yeah. Okay. That that's fair. Um, I'm looking at Roland Emmerich's filmography, and <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, which would you say is his best movie? And I'm just gonna pick the ones that we know about. Okay. Um, there is Independence Day and Resurgence. Not the day Resurgence. After okay. The day after tomorrow. Okay. 2012. Godzilla. White House Down. Stargate. Midway. 10,000 BC. The Patriot and Universal Soldier. Which Patriot? Mel Gibson. Not Steven Seagal. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the last one? Universal Soldier. Ooh. Uh-huh. That's that's the only reason I'm asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> that is the sole reason this question came up. I had one and I, and I totally everything else erased from my mind as soon as you said Universal Soldier. Uh, yeah, there was one about three back. Uh, let's see. 10,000 BC, Midway, Stargate, uh, Patriot. I, I do enjoy Stargate. Okay. Not all the TV shows and everything that came sure, after sure. that. But, uh, I liked Stargate. Um, I like Independence Day. White House Down is awful. Midway yeah. was awful. You know, I, if you want to make an argument for Universal Soldier as being his best, I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, I, I'm okay with that. I think it would be between that and Patriot for me. Actually, Patriot, I don't know. Patriots don't know. One of, is one of two movies that got me to tear up in the theater. So I got to tip my hat to that. I would I would have to go back and do like a watch of Independence Day, The Patriot, and Universal Soldier. Because Universal Soldier isn't all that good, even f for what... like It should be better than what it is somehow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's enough Roland Emmerich talk for, for one <laughs> afternoon. Okay, so you're number three. Okay, this is one I think I'm going to get some pushback on. The next two, I don't think I will, and I think there's a chance that you have one or both of them. But this is one where we're going to test out our alien invasion theory. Um, mm, signs. Signs. Signs is, did, not, did not cross my mind, but I, uh, I like it. Okay. Okay, so again... It's smaller than the mist, kind of. I mean, okay, I say it's smaller than the mist because the story feels sm smaller because you're focusing on less people. It's really just Mel and his family. But there are TV reports that this is happening around the world. So Correct. you do get that aspect of it. So, And the assumption is that they're they're here to do bad stuff. And And the main reason I like <laughs> to allow this is because they're quarantined. Oh, okay. Like, yes, that's like, true. Like they are 
boarding up their windows of or this is end of days time, you know, yes. type of thing. And so that's that's why I think this fits. Okay. And I think the thing that worried me about this, I I, I felt pretty good about it, like I could defend it. But the thing that worried me was that there's for it being an alien movie, there's not that typical sense of scale and it's not your typical alien movie usually they come in guns blazing and they're blowing stuff up and that's just not really what's happening in this they're just more of like this threat that we're not really sure what they want to do here so they haven't really you know laid claim to the fact that they're just going to take our resources or do whatever they're going to do so that's where i was a little bit worried about their their threat level well i i have no problem with this and had i thought of it um, it would have been on my list. I love signs. I love signs more than, than most people. And definitely more than you, I think. Because uh, you got Mel and, and Joaquin. Mm-hmm. And, and those are those are, are top top for me. So. Yeah, I think I think signs gets a little bit unfairly bashed as like the beginning of the end for Shyamalan. And I, I disagree because I, I like Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs. To me, it was the village, I think, where things started to Agreed. unravel a little bit. But I... Yeah, I think Mel is great. I think Joaquin is great. I, I feel like the terror is all there. I still think you're getting peak Shyamalan at that point. Obviously, folding in in Aliens was great. Um, it just, I, I don't get why people knock it. I know there's the whole like, oh, that water kills them and it's, you know, 50, 70% water on the earth. I mean, people can, you can do that with every movie. No, out no, there. okay. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't understand that argument because well, sure. we go to planets. <laughs> like Mars, that we can't even breathe. Right. So why is that so far-fetched that they're trying to get the resources that we can when, okay, 70%, but they still have that 30% that they could use when we right. go to planets that we can't breathe anywhere well, and we're trying it, to take the resources. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they can use water. It's just harmful to them. I mean, there's plenty of things that we use on Earth that are not good for us to be around. So I've never really understood that a whole lot. I mean, I get it on the surface but to me that's just trying to nitpick stuff um it's been a really long time since i've seen this so i definitely need to go back but it has a good good spot in my memory oh no i i I love it i love that movie Uh, i love that you don't see the aliens until the end i love it's just you see like the hand here and then it just builds that tension when they show the the villain or the the alien and usually they're kind of cheesy looking in movies that they show them too early you, you lose some of that uh, that fear and that terror. And I thought they did a great job on this. But I'll even take that a step further. The one, one of my favorite scenes is when you get a first glimpse of the alien and that's when Joaquin's locked in the closet um, watching TV and there's that mm-hmm. video camera and you're just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting and it just like walks across the screen. I think that's a, a, a great scene from any movie. The, the Bigfoot walk? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, well, even the Under the Pantry. You know, and yes, Mel slowly good. tries to use the knife to see what's under there, and then the claw comes out. Well, and so it, isn't that one actually where he like he looks under there and he doesn't see anything, and it builds all that tension, and then he goes to walk away. Yeah, and then doesn't he go back under there like really fast? And as soon as he like goes back under there, the hand immediately comes out. Yeah, and then he chops the finger yes. off. Yeah, yeah. No, again, it's a it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, we ruined a lot of it for you, but it's <laughs> hey, uh, it's, it's a spoiler podcast. It is a spoiler-filled podcast, yes. It, no, it, I love it, but I can't. I keep coming back to it. You go to if we go to Venus, you know, and try to yeah. find stuff from Venus. We like dipping your hands in molten lava. We can't do that. I mean, right. why would you do that? 
It, we we <laughs> no, land on the, the parts that we can. You know, so I have always hated that. Oh, wa- water hurts them, so they wouldn't come here. I disagree with that completely because humans do it all the time, or try to, or would. Agreed. Do. I knew I wouldn't get pushed back on the movie because I know you like the movie. I was worried about my criteria, but I'm glad it passed. Nope, widespread. All right. I think this is on your list, so I'm going to add it. Anyway, well, I've only got two um, left. Ooh, this may be your number. Hmm. Okay. Um, better than Shaun of the Dead. Funnier okay. than Shaun of the Dead. Oh, this is the end. Yeah, you're right. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a very funny movie. And it never gets old. <laughs> like the stupid things they do in that movie are just always funny to me for some reason. It, it is, and I'm, it makes me want to go watch it right now. Well, it, and I, I picture scenes in there, and that that I, it's just hilarious that you'd be stuck with, like Danny McBride, like you'd be <laughs> stuck with that guy, yeah. you know. And and I, and I love that they play themselves. Yes, you know, that that that's a just a little tweak that that's perfect. Yep. I honestly, I would probably think, I'm just gonna wing this, like a half star less of the movie, maybe even a full star if they weren't themselves, because. I mean, obviously they're playing probably heightened, unrealistic versions of themselves, but it still makes it work so much better that they are acting as themselves. You don't think that they act exactly that same way? Well, I think they probably, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they, maybe it's like 80% them, but then they're ratcheting up like the other 20% or whatever just to, you know, make it even like, I don't really believe Danny McBride is like that 100% of the time, but I can believe that that is the core of Danny McBride. That that Because that's how he is in almost every movie, and usually when guys are like that, that's just how they are. And if he wasn't before, he is now, because he acts like that <laughs> right. in every movie. Yeah. He's he's adopted that persona. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a stupidly funny movie. I mean, it is incredibly stupid, but it works on so many levels. And it's one of those that I, I don't know if other people do this, but you know, I put myself there with my friends and who's going to be the idiot friend that eats more than they should, or, you know, and you're like, you're like assigning roles to, to your group of friends. If you're all in a house type of thing, it's it's just, it's just fun to do that in that movie. And it's just hilarious. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely inappropriate on a number of different levels, but that's what makes it so funny. I mean, because R rated comedies, um, just take it to a whole new level. And this movie just leaned fully into that on a number of different times. Yeah, <laughs> and that is one of the first movies I saw Emma Watson in, and I loved her in that because I I didn't watch many of the Harry Potter movies until they were all done, mm-hmm. and so I saw her in in that, and I loved her scene in that, but I haven't really liked her in much anything else. Yeah, her filmography leaves a lot to be desired from from my standpoint as well. But her little bit role in that is is pretty good. I mean, every, a lot of people have good bit roles, like Michael Sarah's stuff in the very beginning is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. No, but she, uh, yeah, this is her, her best movie to me. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't know that I can remember a bunch off the top of my head. I keep going back to that, uh, social media one was at the circle S- circle. Yeah. Yeah. I it's did not, not like that. Yeah. So is okay, that your well, number two or is that your number one? No, that was my number one. Number one. Oh, yeah. So, so you swipe my number one. Okay. Well, I'll let you, do you want me to do my number? How do you want to do this now? Uh, well, I can still do my number two because I think that it might be on your list. And if okay. it isn't, then you either forgot about it or you're going to argue it against me somehow. And I, I don't see how that's going to play out. So, <laughs> okay. um, I went with edge of tomorrow. 
That's my number one. Okay. I figured as much. I mean, yes. I know it's a five-star movie for you. Um, it seemed to check all the boxes. Like, I, I didn't even really debate. I mean, it's one of the few movies where I felt like you're, you're in it. Um, it's not just uh, enough to say it's happening around you. Like, you're in it. This is clearly an issue. Uh, it's going to be the end of the world if we don't get this stuff in check. So, it, it was clear as day. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. I feel like we've talked about this movie several times on the podcast, too. But Tom Cruise... Um, oh my God, what's her name? Emily Blunt. Yes. Could not think of what her <laughs> name was. Um, but yeah, I mean, you factor in the sci-fi, it's apocalyptic, it's got, you know, I don't know if you want to call it time travel, but the time loop, I mean, it's just, it, it's on all the time and I'll just sit there and, and watch it. I, I've grown more fond of it over time since we watched it. So what's not to love about Edge of Tomorrow? And it just works yeah. out that it's an apocalyptic movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that's where I, I fell in love with Emily Blunt. Um, she's good in in other movies, but this is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, the uh, it, this truly has almost everything I hate in movies, and I still love it. Yeah. And so that says something. I mean, it has the mothership concept, has things with tentacles, you know, it has hackers and stupid stuff that I hate, and I love this movie. That is the one thing that bothers me every time I watch it. I don't like the, like, I can see through or see what they're doing thing. Because it does rear its head in this movie. That's, like, the one thing that I wish they hadn't done. And, again, I'm not creative enough to necessarily come up with what the workaround should have been. But that was the thing that, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, it doesn't get any better each time I watch it. No. And... To have those things and still make it an excellent movie, like that's like if it didn't, if it had just a little bit tweak in writing, uh, like you mentioned, if somebody just sat down quarantined for an extra day or two, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, uh, it it would be one of the best movies. I still think it's one of it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yeah, but it, uh, I think it's funny. I think it's clever. I, I love the way they go about all of it. I think Tom Cruise was a is a great choice for this. Um, it's probably my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Ooh. Don't know if I'm going to, yeah, sure. I mean, based on our, uh, based on our actor filmography episode, we know that Tom Cruise is on the the best. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot to pick from there. That's a bold statement. If you're picking the one out of all of them, it, it, well, definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit on that for a while. I think I'm. I think I might have the one that would throw a wrench in that for you. And that you is, you know what it is too. A few good men. A few good men. Yes, <laughs> which is a perfect movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Those two very different movies. Very because usually, and I think of Tom Cruise now it's more action, you know. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, a few good men. Okay. I just love that this movie has so many Matrix references, and I mean the the monsters look just like. The Sentinels from the Matrix, the suit that Tom Cruise is wearing is basically the suit kind of like thing from the two Matrix sequels that aren't very good. But I mean, well, it's a mech suit. I don't know if I attribute that to Matrix. Yeah, you, you can't deny the similarities in how they look, though. Like with the guns attached to the arm, and I mean, they're very much similar. The The Sentinels are very similar. Uh, okay. I feel like the tentacle monster thing works better as a robot for some reason than it does as an actual monster. Like Dr. Octopus Arms? 
I mean, kind of. I guess I just maybe it feels slightly more forgiving when it's like a robot machine than than like the squid monster and Force no, Awakens I, kind of thing. No, I agree with that. I'd rather have robotical arms than tentacles. <laughs> but but that is an excellent point because there's like three things. I mean, so you like villains in movies, and this doesn't really have a singular nope. villain. Uh, you hate tentacle monsters, which this has, and then you hate the the hive mind stuff, which this kind of has. So yeah, you're right. For you to be so high on this movie and it like really have violate three of your core things says a lot about the movie. Yeah, it's good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's fantastic, and you'll fall in love with Emily Blunt. <laughs> okay, so to avoid the confusion, uh, your number three, this is the end, was my number one. Yes. My number two. Edge of Tomorrow was your number one. Yes. So that leaves your number two is the last one. My number two is the last one. Okay. And I went with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Ooh. James Franco. Yeah, I know. And I thought about that one. Then the apocalypse happens at the end of the movie. I know, but like, I and don't. And you can't pick Dawn because it already happened. Well, I know, but that's why that's why I didn't pick any of the Apes movies because to me it's like Twelve Monkeys, where you're bouncing back and forth between pre and post, never during. No, you're the not. only what in Rise? I thought I thought it just happens at the very end. It does happen at the end, but the the monkeys it starts then. I know, but like ninety eight percent of the movie is not during the apocalypse it might be during the early stages of when things are starting to happen but it really doesn't become apocalyptic until almost the credits basically it may even be yeah it's definitely during the credits (laughs) yeah so i think that one's pushing it i think that's a bit much but you know it's all coming well sure but you could say that about other movies too i mean i have to sit here and think about what movies lead up to something at the end that could be apocalyptic but i thought the point was to be in the apocalypse and i don't feel like that is the case with rise they are in san francisco i feel like this would be almost akin to like terminator or terminator 2 like no you never see judgment day well they postpone it you're doing some visions and stuff you you can do and that's post you can do uh terminator 3 if you want Rise of the yeah, Machines. There's I, Judgment I guess, Day there. I guess what I'm saying is... Would you like to include Terminator 3 in your list? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is the, the the difference between Terminator and Terminator 2 and Rise of the Planet of the Apes is a credit scene. That That's really all we're dealing with because other otherwise those three movies are all very, very much pre except the last however many minutes. And that to me is not enough to be included on the list. I feel like we needed a virus movie on our list. Well, you could if you had a lot more of the outbreak happening during the movie, like for say, example, the movie Outbreak. Like the the outbreak is happening during the movie. It's not reserved until the last few minutes. But that's all contained also. Sure, they wrap it up, thus not apocalyptic, but I just feel like this is the one that I, I don't think I, I could include on the list. I think it's n- not as much in the apocalypse as it needs to be for what we were trying to do. Everybody dies. Caesar takes over. Yeah. I mean, so then would you allow 12 monkeys? No, that's after everything happens. No, it flashes back to when it's actually flashes happening. It flashes back, but in that, 
one it never How's that being different? It never actually happens in the movie. Uh isn't that left pretty ambiguous? I think it right. is. I mean well, it flashes sure, so you a could, light. You could say that it happens. I'm just saying that okay. My my point clearly is that like one to two minutes of a movie, especially in a credit scene, cannot be enough to make the whole movie be apocalyptic. It's a good movie though. <laughs> it is a good movie. The whole series is good. It just doesn't fit our criteria. So it's okay. Point. You can pick one of your twenty so your other point. comic book movies and put it in there now. No, I have. Uh, so my alternate was X Men Apocalypse. Oh God, <laughs> that movie sucks. I'm kidding. It's terrible. Ugh. I hate it. I hate it. And I wish it. Ivan Ooze. It, it was deleted. Like I had to waste a perfect villain of Apocalypse on that <laughs> garbage. Um. Okay. Let's see. Which one of these? I'll. I mean, I'll go with Armageddon then. Oh my God. And you would put that all the way at the bottom of your list, right? Because that movie sucks. Oh, for sure. For okay. sure. That's, I, uh, I wouldn't even allow that. I mean, that, that movie sucks. So, well, I'll just go through my my alternate movies here. Okay. We have World War Z, which I've only seen yeah. once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt like I couldn't add it to the list without seeing it again. And I just remember not liking the uh, the Matrix effects of the zombies. They right. all looked fake, but... I have to see it again to to really grasp that one. Uh, I had Dawn of the Dead, um, Day After Tomorrow. You mentioned Ew. Uh, Legion. Uh, I have not I was, seen that. I was going to add Legion to the list because it was a different kind of apocalypse. It was the religious version, right? And while it's secluded, uh, you know it's happening all over the world, but it's it's contained to a, uh, a gas station. So it. Uh, I'll add that. I'll do that over Armageddon. I like Armageddon. I'm not a Armageddon hater like mm. you are. But yeah, uh, it sucks. <laughs> but I'll add Legion. So that's my number five. And you okay. can reorder all the all this yourself if you like. So okay. well here. I'll go. So Edge of Tomorrow number one. This is the end number two. Independence Day number three. Avengers Affinity War number four. And then uh Legion, number five. Okay. Those are my apocalyptic movies. And mine ended up with, uh, this is the end at one, Edge of Tomorrow, two, Signs, three, The Mist, four, and Shaun of the Dead, five. I did Ooh. see a couple of movies when I was looking around that I, I've missed over the years that I do want to go revisit, but nothing that uh, jumped out to me like I was sorely missing something. There were a lot of post-apocalyptic movies that I have not seen nor heard of that struck an interest when I was looking through these. Yeah, we definitely like to do uh, in the industry post-apocalyptic, uh, and then they don't really like to do the actual apocalypse very well. I think they just leave that to the the Roland Emmerichs of the world to just go blow shit up and call it good, and then we'll just revisit it when we don't have to spend all the big budget money on the actual disasters. Right, right. War of the Worlds. I mean, there's another Tommy Thunder movie. It didn't mm-hmm. didn't make my my cut. Um, actually, I would add signs into my my list now that mm-hmm. you brought it up, but I won't steal that from you. No, that's all uh, right. It's a good enough yeah. movie to share. There's uh, yeah, there, there, there's a bunch out there, but they're just not all that great. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, that's our top five. Um, who knows what next week holds? Again, we can't go see any movies, so we'll either have to find something on streaming or uh, do another top five or retro. Who knows? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of content out there. It's just our job to find it. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies or email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically everywhere you listen, we are there. If you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review and let everybody know that you're a fan of the show. Like we mentioned, we'll be back next week with another episode, a surprise episode. We'll figure it out in this week, and we'll release it, and you can enjoy it. Man of Steel, that could count. As a disaster movie? Sure. And they got the world engine yeah. working. Agreed. Yeah, totally. That one would fit. Not as good as Infinity War, though. <laughs> no, I would. I, Infinity War is better. All right. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!